Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. Welcome into the podcast dojo as we are back at it. A brand new weekend of podcasts ready to go. We pop the podcast bubble as it is the fifth hour. We thank you for subscribing, for downloading the podcast, for giving us a nice review. And we are back up to our old tricks yet again. On the Friday edition of the podcast, myself and Danny G Radio, we welcome in now someone who has been a big part of this show for many, many years. We've had him in studio. He has traveled the entire United States to meet other listeners of the show. And now he is spending some time with us on the international line, which sounds pretty impressive, but the magic of Wi-Fi the magic of the internet. I can look at this man right now. We have a video connection. You can't see it because we're on the podcast and it's audio only on the fifth hour. But we welcome in a man who has been a big part of a many, many things that we've done, a platinum winning member of the Maller Militia, the great Jay Scoop. Now, Jay Scoop is joining us from a secret location in the Ukraine. You're saying, hey, Maller, isn't that country at war with Russia? Yes. Yes. Uh, Jay Scoop, who lives in Northern California, has made the trek across oceans to get to Europe, 
He's had to cross into the border, several plane flights. We'll walk you through all that. And I wanted to have him on to go in depth, find out what it's been like, what his experience has been like as he's traveled around in a country that is actively at war against Russia. An amazing thing to experience now. A little backstory. Jay Scoop did spend four years in the military, and he's a proud former Marine. And so he has that background. He also has some Ukrainian bloodlines, so that's also a factor. But let's welcome in now, without further ado, live on the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G from Ukraine, we welcome in Jay Scoop. And Jay, why, why don't we start with this, Jay Scoop? Tell me how many hoops, you look great, by the way, but tell me how many hoops you had to jump through to get to where you are right now. Oh, man. And isn't it crazy right now? Like, you're literally in L.A. and I'm in Ukraine talking to you right now. Like, this is mind-boggling. It's wild. <laughs> and you look like you're, like, next door. The, the, the Wi-Fi quality is <laughs> pretty good. I can... Kind of can tell whatever room you're in, it looks Ukrainian a little bit. It doesn't look like an American <laughs> room. There's there's not a lot of advertising on the walls or anything behind you. So I, I got that. Yeah. Well, from, from what I'm told, this is a revamped old communist like hotel or something. But oh, Wow. Yeah. Only, yeah. The, only the best, J-Scoop. Only the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, originally, um, you know, and I, I told some other people this, but uh, when this war first kicked off over a year ago, I was like, oh, man, you know, I, I really feel for these people. I'm also a quarter Ukrainian. Like, I really want to go over there. But at the time, I was in a relationship with my girlfriend. So uh, that's usually always been the the kicker for me, whether, whether I was going to try to jump in on a conflict or not. If somebody I loved was like there, uh, I usually would refrain. But Obviously, my girlfriend and I broke up in the summer, last summer, and that kind of opened the door for me uh, coming over here. So I, I decided to pull the trigger once I once I saw that it was possible. So you, you see that it's possible, but I would have no idea. If, if I woke up tomorrow and said, you know, I want to go to the Ukraine. I have no military training, but I want to go. Like I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't know how to get there. You can't just fly into the Ukraine. You, <laughs> you had mentioned that you had a, a lot of uh, different stops on the way. Obviously, it's a long flight. You live in California now, so you had to fly from Northern California to Europe. And did someone walk you through it? Did you know because you were in the military? Did you kind of have an idea of how to get into the Ukraine or how complicated was it? Yeah. So it was kind of interesting because I had good intel and bad intel and I <laughs> had to go go through the, the stages there. But, um, you know, I did have a couple people that I already knew in Ukraine, a, a girl that I liked that was over here, uh, an artist that worked on some of my music um, graphic stuff, um, a couple other people. So I was asking, you know, like, okay, how do I get over there? I already knew it was a no fly zone. And Quite frankly, if it was still a fly zone, would you really want to <laughs> take your chances? You know? No. <laughs> exactly. Not. Yeah. So uh, basically, I was like, okay, how do I get in there? And I knew, you know, okay, I got to go to a boarding bordering country and, and get in. So uh, Poland seemed like 
the most likely one to do. So then I had to uh, find out how to get a cheap flight to get me to Poland. And then from that spot, it was like, okay, how do, how do I get in? How hard is it to get in? What, what do I need to cross that border? You know, it would suck to go all the way to the border. And then they're like, yeah, no, what, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you can go home now. Surprise. You're not getting in. Uh, so how much paperwork did you have to bring with you? Like how complicated was that part of it? So, it, you know, I went out, I think it was visit Ukraine.com or org or something like that. And it had all the, all the hoops, right. It was just like, you know, your standard, okay. Passport being American. Uh, I didn't have to worry about like a visa or whatever. Uh, but then it was like, okay, you got to have your COVID stuff ready. Uh, your COVID stuff has to be within, you know, a reasonable amount of time since your last shot. You have to buy Ukraine COVID insurance in case you get COVID over here. You won't be like bogging them down in the hospital as somebody who didn't have any money. Um, now that sounds worse than it is. <laughs> you had like a lower tier version and a higher tier version. The higher tier version, I can't remember. It was like maybe eight bucks or something. Oh, <laughs> so it was like, at first it was like, oh crap. And then I looked at the price. It was like, ah, whatever. Just like rattle off the few dollars, like stripper money at them. <laughs> uh, and then so you're saying, Sorry, go ahead. You're saying, Jesse, you're saying that the American dollar goes a long way in the Ukraine. Is that is that what you're saying? The difference in the in the money, you can stretch it a little bit. Yes, it definitely does. Um, right now, it's hovering around uh, thirty-seven hreven, hrevenias, uh to the dollar. Uh, and so, like a good example, when my last Uber ride was sixty hrevenias, so that can tell you that's under two dollars that it took me for that ride. So, okay, so, so you, yeah, okay, so you have your. I can't believe this COVID insurance is still a thing, but whatever. I find that well, they have their rules. So you have your COVID, you have your COVID insurance, and then w what else did you need? And so then there was a couple other things like uh, they want to make sure you have enough uh, money for your stay. So um, that in conjunction with the standard one, right? Why are you here? Where, where are you going? And why are you why are you coming here? And so, of course, I'm like, oh, I'm coming to visit. And I got this hotel. And and honestly, that's all you had to really do was say, OK, I have this reservation at this hotel and uh, here's my bank account. I sh show that I can meet them. And they have this little algorithm, this little formula that says, okay, this is how much money. If you're there this many days, this is how much you have to prove you have. And I had enough for that. So, so I had all this stuff, Ben, when I got to that border, they just looked at my passport. They didn't, I did all that shit. <laughs> and I didn't need any of it. So, so, so they, it was mostly outdated stuff. So they ran you around and they like took one look and they're, all right, go ahead, do it, do what you want. So when you get, when you get to the border, like, you know, you, you're, you're tougher than me. You were in the military and all that. But when you get to the border and you cross over and you know, you're going to a place where there's like Russian bombs coming in, like, did you know right away? Did you see stuff when you cross the border? Or did you have to go further into the Ukraine before you, you saw some of the stuff that you've you've witnessed here since you've gotten over there. Sure. Well, although everywhere in Ukraine is in range, uh, Ukraine is a very big country, and so uh, when you enter on on the west west side, uh, <laughs> it's so far from the front that 
you know, uh, you're, you're pretty safe. So Lviv is the name of the, the biggest, you know, city out on, on the West side. So you kind of cross and then go through there. So it takes, uh, quite a while to get over into the more dangerous area. So when you're crossing the border, you're not really worried about the Russians. You're worried about the border guard <laughs> stopping <laughs> you from getting in. You're worried about the, the politics of the Ukraine, possibly, maybe. maybe like, you know. And then the, the other part of it, I was curious. I mean, this is, you're an American, you're in the Ukraine. Uh, did you have to deal with the embassy? Are they even open in the Ukraine because of what's going on there? Like that part of it, um, what, what kind of... What kind of stuff did you have to deal with with that? Um, from what I understand, uh, there's still uh, representation there, but honestly, I just ignored them. Uh, I really only was going to involve them if it turned out I needed them to volunteer for the Ukraine military, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be doing that. So so uh, my first foray over here was really more of a, a recon mission at first to decide okay what you know what is it like over here and and then maybe i can make a decision and then if i needed help i was gonna uh try to go through the embassy things but it, it very clearly says on any website you go to the u.s is telling you not to come here like everywhere so if you get smoked over here they're basically gonna say i told you so yeah, and so they they have no it's liability, right? It's always the lawyers, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. About lawyers and lawsuits and things like that. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Let's rewind for a minute, though, because before I got to that border, man, it was a bitch. My freaking flight. So my flight was from San Francisco to London, which was cool. I'd never been there before, so I can technically say I got to be there. And then from London to Vienna, Austria. Well, you could see on my ticket, there was 35 minutes from when I was supposedly going to land to when that next flight to go to Krakow, Poland was going to take off. And everybody on that plane, along with me that had this, we kept asking, hey, are we good? Are we good? Like, this is a small window. Are we good? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. What happens? We get off and we run through and they make you go through the screening all over again. Like it. I can understand if it was like a different flight, but this was Austrian Airlines to an Austrian Airlines thing. So it wasn't like we anything where we should have had to go out and then back in. So that slowed us down. We get up to the thing and they're like, yeah, no, sorry, it's too late. <laughs> and by the way, the next flight's like, I don't know, like a day away and, oh. and all this stuff. And that killed me because remember, I have a lot more stuff ahead of me. I have a train to catch, a bus to catch. All these things are already paid for, set up. And these this stupid 35-minute turnaround ended up literally derailing uh, all my all my uh, travel plans. So I had to call audibles at that point. Did they give you refunds on the trains and the, the planes and the uh, uh, that part <laughs> of the automobiles the, the rest of the trip? Or did you have to buy pay that pay for that again? They were like, okay, here's a hotel in Austria. We'll pay for that. Uh, take a cab. Uh, here's a card. Uh, when you end up paying for that, we're going to reimburse you. And here's this flight like the next day. And so, you know, I'm sitting there just raging, raging, yeah. right? Because like I was supposed to. Ugh. And so I just basically got online and I started seeing if there were any other options. I even checked to see if there was like an Uber that could <laughs> yeah. take me. Imagine how much that would have cost. Well, maybe not much, but my God, uh, that would be a long Uber ride. Yeah, because I was like, well, it's an hour flight. Like it was a short trip by plane, but you know, plane, I mean, it could be going over mountains. <laughs> Who knows? So ultimately I found a, there's this uh, bus company that's pretty uh, international. It's called Flix, F-L-I-X. And they cover a lot of different areas. And there was a bus route that went from Austria through, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up. It's either Slovakia or Slovenia. I think it's Slovakia. Okay. Go with Slovakia. We'll go with Slovakia. We're going with Slovakia. Nobody look at a map. Don't look at a map. Nobody look at a map. All right. We're just going to go with this. Exactly. So Vienna, Austria into Slovakia, you traverse Slovakia, and then you pop out through the border to Ukraine there. So instead of crossing from Poland into Ukraine, which is a little bit more easier route in, I was crossing in from Slovakia. And let me tell you, that bus ride wasn't too bad because it was comfortable. But when I got to that border, it was like you know, when you go through customs, there's the one guy and you go through and you're like, ah, shoot. Okay. That was good. Uh, no problem. There was four moments of that. Every time I handed my passport and then, and then we would inch forward a little bit and then there'd be another guy. And then there was another guy and, and they even stopped one guy and pulled him off the bus. I'm like, oh, they're coming for me. This must be what it was like in world war two. Like what's happening here. <laughs> and, 
And, and these guys, they're like checking you out. They're like mad. They're eyeing you, mad dogging you and all that, right? Like, what are you doing? You, and you're American. So did you say <laughs> you're probably, were you the only American doing this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, to, uh, to the left of me, I had this girl who uh, had dual citizenship for Great Britain and Ukraine. And so she was helping me out with some of the, you know, translations and things like that. But yeah, I had very, very limited uh speech to be able to if these guys engaged with me i knew i was screwed because they'd be like oh he doesn't know the language like, get off the bus L- let me see what you're yeah. about but they didn't do it I, I i was under the radar it was awesome have you seen any americans since you've been there you've been there a while now is there have you seen anyone who's from the states there or is it just all people from the ukraine and maybe great britain or some other places it's funny that you mentioned that because just last night I heard my first two English speaking people when I got back in town, I got grabbed some stuff at the market and these two black guys were walking by me. And I'm like, wow, that's that, those are the first black guys I've seen since I've been here. And and I listened. I'm like, I wonder if they're speaking. Sure enough, they were speaking English. And I like kind of like did the old wave like hey what's up but uh that was crazy that was the first first people there's a lot of people here that speak at least some english but i mean as far as just like flat out american uh, those are the only ones i wondered why those guys were here did you ask them did you say what do you know nah, nah, i was they were heading out the door and i was ordering my uber it's called bolt over here Oh, it's, oh, they don't call it Uber? That's Bolt? Is that- they do have Uber here, but it really sucks because there's not that many people using it. There's a Bolt and something called Ooklon. Ooklon. So, yeah, like U-K-L-O-N. How much of the native tongue have you learned? You said your your bloodlines from the Ukraine. Do you know enough? Uh, is it uh, pig Ukrainian? Goodbye, <laughs> a little bit sloppy Ukrainian? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have decent enough and according to the ladies the the accents working for me too so uh but yeah I, I i downloaded an app uh probably about a month out from me coming here and i've been taking my lessons on there and uh so far i've been getting uh getting uh decent reviews i'll we'll give you a sample so so I said, uh, wouldn't you like to have dinner with me tomorrow? Oh, so you've learned the pickup lines. Yes, yeah, that's good. Yes. You've learned. <laughs> it's very smooth of you. <laughs> the priorities. Uh, I would learn, like, where's the toilet or something like that. <laughs> you were like, I'm going to pick up the ladies here in the in the Ukraine. Well, and then- well, I'll tell you, though, the best part about, though, here, not knowing the language is our technology. I literally, anytime I run into trouble, I just break out my phone, go to Google Translate, and they're doing the same thing. Like, they, clearly they're used to it. And so if they can't speak it enough, they're doing it right back. And so we're just sitting there <laughs> typing on our phones. That's you great. Know, that's it's awesome. That is, it breaks down all the barriers and all the walls and all that stuff of communication. Imagine traveling back in the day before, before the phones and stuff. Like, you had to have, like, what books out with the language and try to figure it all out. Right. You got to do body language like a mofo on that one. <laughs> yeah. Not good at that. Not good. I would not do well in that world. <laughs> I would not do well. So like day to day, paint the picture here. Like I, we know what we see on the news here and that it's obviously an active war zone and Russia is bombing and the Ukraine's fighting back and all that. So 
like in the city are, are, are people, is it just normal? Does it feel normal? Can you tell there's some weird stuff going on? Like in, in where you've been, you traveled all over. So paint the picture here, Jason. What's it like day to day there? Sure. So for most of the, uh, most of the people here, they kind of go like as if on the outside, they're showing like as if nothing is happening, right? Nothing is different. And I think, you know, that's more of kind of like a keeping your sanity thing, right? Like like the girl I was talking to before I came over here, she said, you know, it, it, would, it would drive us crazy if we thought about the war too much. So basically, we just live our life like it is. And if we, you know, if we get killed, we just hope it happens fast. And I was like, wow, this, that's very cold to say, you know, like I'm used to military people saying that, but not civilians. And, but you know, uh, Eastern Europeans also have a kind of a re- reputation for being a little bit, you know, uh, more stern. Yeah. I don't know what's the right word, but you know, they're uh, stoic. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, they're able to come yeah. compartmentalize. Uh, yeah. They, they have a very that tough, not, that does not happen. Um, you know, in America, very. I mean, people freak out over the. I mean, right now we freak out over all kinds of bull, bullshit that's going on here. So I can only imagine <laughs> if something terrible like this happened here, what would would take place? But yeah, what a what a way to live your life, though, Chase Scoop. Right? I mean, imagine you're like ah, some, you know. I guess that's got to be the way you do it, right? I mean, diagnose the situation. You're like, what else? What else can you really do? Yeah, it's it's crazy. And and uh but I found that the the bigger city you're in, pretty much the more safer you're going to be unless you're like all the way out in the east where the Russians are, you know, have been taken over. And so and, and then of the big cities, the one that's going to take the most fire is the obvious one, Kiev is the capital, right? So you take the capital, you cut off the head. So obviously they're constantly trying to mess with Kiev and my uh the town that I go to when I'm not traversing other places uh is one of the closest bigger towns to Kiev so it kind of benefits from that right if the rockets are coming they're going to go the other <laughs> the other direction cuz it's like well why why hit this town there's not really much reason to to hit this one yeah and then, like, but all the the restaurants are open and people are out, you know, li- just living their lives, like, you know, it's a normal. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like, they have curfews everywhere, and and it can change depending on your region. Um, but even while I've been here, the curfew let up a little bit. Like, I want to say the curfew was n- between nine p.m. and five a.m. You were not supposed to be out on the streets, and I want to say right now it's like midnight to four that it just switched to so um but yeah all the places i just i i I did some karaoke like last time i was i was in town i was like what and then they were like wow this america this guy's like he's singing like he's really american i'm like because i am (laughs) you're like wow you're like you're like the greatest actor of all time dude you like seem like a a u.s guy wow that's what (laughs) And you're like a professional musician, Jay Scoop. So you must have absolutely dominated the karaoke machine. What's what carry? What's your go-to karaoke song? Well, I killed it because not only am I a good singer, but uh, remember, part of my past, I had to do some cover band music. So I'll just like dial up those songs that I've done like a million times. So I was doing like uh, the Killers, Mister Brightside, Plush by Stone Temple Pilots, you know. 
Uh, yeah, I just I was slain. They're like, oh my god. Well, you know the famous Elvis Presley story, right? I, I I think this is true. I heard this years ago that Elvis went. It wasn't a karaoke thing, but he went to like an Elvis impersonator contest, <laughs> and he didn't win. He finished in like third or fourth <laughs> place because they didn't believe it was him. He, he, awesome. he didn't announce who he was, but but the, the people and like you're a real singer, and and people are like, wait a minute, what's going? That's that's. That's wild. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. As far as your your timeline, Jay, like where, where are you at, J-School, as far as your, your – you, how long have you been there at the time we're talking right now? You've been there, it feels like, for several weeks. Am I right on that? Am I wrong on that? Yeah. So I left San Francisco on the 25th. I was supposed to get here on the 27th. Because of that stupid Vienna fiasco, I got here uh, a day and a half later. So instead of two and a half days, it took me four days to get here. Uh, so, so yeah, I got here on the 28th. Um, and, All right, so you've been and, there about, as we're talking, you've been there a couple of weeks. And and you're you're enjoying the experience? I mean, you, you're obviously, you're going there. Just You said this was a recon mission. You're trying to figure out the next step and all that and 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 where are you at in that journey right now after a couple of weeks into this 
Sure. So the the main thing was, okay, where on the scale am I going to be from uh, if on the left side of the scale is humanitarian and all the way on the right side is I'm just going to volunteer Ukraine army and just boom, I'm in and under their control. And uh, obviously, I, I wanted to lean more towards humanitarian Um and uh, some of my loved ones were really pushing for me to not do the military route. So I was like, well, okay, how, how's the best way for me to go around this? And then I decided, you know, uh, I think a combination of financially and, and trying to get some goods to, to the right people um, was, was the route I wanted to go. And I knew that I with my background, I'm willing to traverse into the areas that you would, you would not want to go to. Um, and so I have, uh, brought a lot of supplies and stuff to the civilians in the areas that you normally will see that are red on the map in Ukraine right now. Um, and, uh, and the soldiers, I've, I've, I've gone, I've gotten to, uh, mingle with soldiers where I normally would not be able to go, but because they were able to verify that I was legit with my background, uh, they've let me into their kind of inner circle, if you will. So I've, I've gotten to go in where where uh, troops are, and and that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, I can't bring my phone there. Uh, I believe it when they say uh, if the drone is flying around and it detects the cellular signal it's going to launch something at that direction <laughs> i don't know if that's that is, true is that but... what is that what they tell you that's wild i you wonder is do they you think they have the technology's crazy right i know right but am i going to test it i know i know how long ago you were in the military for what four years right? i think you told me so yeah. how how long ago did you get out you've been out of the military for for a number of years, right? Yeah, it's been quite some time now. Imagine the technology now, and you were not. I mean, it's been a been a few years, but think about where they're at right now with the the bells and whistles with this stuff. They because every year, right? They come up with the new the new technology, and and they're always at the forefront. The military, I know Russia's different, and the, the Ukraine's using a lot of U.S. stuff, though, right? They have a lot of a lot of the money from the U.S. has gone to the to the mission. For for sure. Well, fortunately for me. And maybe not, fortunately, for the infantry people. Um, a lot of that stuff doesn't go uh, too fast in, in terms of the uh, advancements in the technology for like a normal infantryman. So even like, say, the rifles that they're using right now are just like kind of like a brother or sister to, to what I was using. Uh, a lot of the gear is adjusted slightly but it's basically the same like i i could easily just jump into it and and do whatever and then obviously aiming and shooting is that's like riding a bike so it's really more on the more support side right your types of rockets your drones all that these are things that weren't weren't there and prevalent when <laughs> so it's like okay i gotta be careful <laughs> getting detected and stuff yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And so, uh, when you when you go around, you've been there a couple of weeks now. Is there is there anything that some of the locals in the Ukraine, some of the people you've met in the different cities you've traveled to, they have anything they wanted to to pass on to the people who might be hearing this and like just curious about just the general the sense of what's going on. I'm trying to think of the right word here, but uh, is there sure. any kind of messaging they have or any kind of theme you've heard from the people there? 
Definitely. I was very, I was very curious because again, with the, how tough people are here, you know, you're not sure if somebody's going to open up and, and, and tell you. And, and then much like how I know, you know, being back in the States, you know, you ask somebody like, Oh, were you in the war? Or, you know, you have to be careful when you ask them these things because it could, you know, be insensitive to that person. So you got to know when and when not to ask things. But, but yeah, uh, one of the people here um, that I became uh, good friends with, I just said, Hey, you know, I'm curious, like what, if you could tell America what, you know, what you're, what you're feeling about what's going on, you know, what, what would you say? And this is what they told me, quote, honestly, uh, I don't want to say anything. I know that people abroad are tired of the war and many are angry that everywhere they are burning with war. And I understand them, but the fact is that they only hear about it and we live in it. And they, uh, they can't even imagine how tired we are. We are very tired. We left our home. Many families were destroyed. How many young guys, including my acquaintances, died? I'm generally silent about our psyche. And after the war, we will be mentally destroyed because we live one day, but we do not know where and when something will fall and whether we will wake up. But from the outside, we don't care about it because we're just tired. Yes, we hold on, giving ourselves hope every day that we need to suffer a little more. But we were promised that it would be a little more than a month. And it turned out already 412 days. It makes it to where you don't even want to convey to anybody how you feel, how I feel. So that's kind of crazy. And the shocker for me was the month thing. I was like, month? I, I From the United States side, I remember thinking, oh, Russia's attacking. That sucks. I guess Ukraine's about to be wiped out. Like, I don't know. I don't know how everybody else thought. But I just thought, oh, Russia's army is, must be so big. They're not going to be able to st stop this. And then I remember everybody was surprised how good Ukraine was was doing at the beginning. So I don't know when that month thing came in, but maybe just after that start was good for Ukraine, maybe then they assessed it as a month. I don't know. Well, the other thing I've learned, and I think this goes for any any country, is do not believe when they say it's only going to be a certain amount of time. <laughs> I mean, remember when COVID started here in the U.S.? Right? Yeah, like, two oh, weeks. A couple of weeks, we'll be good. Everything will be all right. We'll identify the problem. We'll pinpoint the issue. You know, everything will be fine. And uh, <laughs> you know, two and a half years later... It's like it's like the old the old Bruce Willis thing from Die Hard, right? Hey, we'll have a couple of beers and a couple of laughs. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the worst thing that can happen, man? All right, well, <laughs> uh, we've kept you long enough, Jay Scoop. I know you got stuff to do, and uh, I thank you, boy. The the connection's been great, though. I I got to tell you, I'm yeah. the connection here. So stay safe. I, I any idea how long you're going to be there? You just kind of taking it day by day. Do you have a rough outline on when you'll be? Heading back to the United States? Uh, April 30th is the date I've kind of set for myself to possibly come back. Um, I would stay longer, but, uh, you know, without without a visa residency or whatever, you're allowed 90 days within a six-month period. So so I want to be strategic how long I stay. So, so there's a decent chance on April 30th I'll start heading back, and then at some point I'll probably come back over to Ukraine. So... Yeah. All right. Well, if you find your way to Minnesota, J Scoop, big Maller meet and greet. I know that's high on your priority list, J Scoop. Is to, to get, <laughs> any, any, I know you've been interacting. I, I know during the show you've been 
we see the time difference is what time is the show on our shows on what time in the Ukraine? Is it in the morning or afternoon? Like uh, when we're doing the show live. So for you guys on the Pacific coast, you would flip the AM PM and then you would take two hours away. And oh. for me, I do the opposite. I flip it and I add two. Oh, so it starts at nine, nine AM. Is that, am I right on it? Am uh, right? Your, sh- your show, yeah. uh, for me, it's uh, 1 a.m. here. Oh, so it goes, f- oh, okay, so it's f- a, a day and then a couple yeah. hours. It's 10 hours, 10 hours difference is basically what it is. Oh, okay. All right. I got excited. I thought it was a daytime thing, but it's kind of. <laughs> it, it is. For us, it is. Okay. So at uh, 1 p.m., your, oh, your show okay. starts here. Yeah. After, we're doing middays. There you go. In the crib. <laughs> All right, uh, Jay Scoop, thank you. Stay safe, man. I appreciate you doing this. And you want to say anything to the, the fans of the show? I know you've been interacting with them on Twitter and all that. So any Justin in Cincinnati, your, your buddy Josh, <laughs> just Josh, your musical comrade there in in Cincinnati. And, uh, and I know, all, I know. A bunch of guys I... reached out to me. They want to. They've been trying to get a hold of you, Terry in England, and some of the other guys are like, we got to get a hold of Jay Scoop, and so they're all following along with your journey here. For sure, for sure. I miss everybody. I miss my musical brother, Terry in England. I tried to text him. I don't know if he's got a rotary phone or what's going on there. So, Terry, just so you know, I, tr- I tried, man. Um, but Terry, yeah. Terry's actually got one of the first phones ever when they invented the phone. He still uses it to this day. It's a tin can and string. It's fascinating. My <laughs> man, Terry in England. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But other than that, uh, uh, I still uh, also try to interact with the, our podcast kind of compendium to the show. So uh, just do my due diligence. You can find me on the Mallertown podcast on all streaming formats. And it's also now on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Mallertown. And I got to say, Ozzy guy works very hard on this on this show. And uh, and especially lately because uh, some of the content uh, it fell off content wise, but we're revamping it. We're going to have fresh and new fun parallels to the Ben Maller show, just as the name Maller town suggests. I'm excited about that. And we, we don't do shout outs as you know, but this week we did not do a shout out for Ozzy guy who may or may not have crossed over into the, <sighs> may have crossed over into his 40. So, but we did not give him a shout out because as you know, we're not a morning zoo show, but on the podcast, we can, we could do that if we wanted to, but we, but we, we could. I don't think we should, though. That's you know, that's overrated. Exactly, exactly. All right, Jay Scoop, thank you, my man, and we'll uh, we'll have you on again down the line. And I can't wait for you to get back and come visit us in the studio sometime. All right, love y'all. Peace. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 